Welcome to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. Are you ready to deep dive into a better understanding of how your mind, body, and relationships to everything else in your world come together? For the next hour, we invite you to embark on a journey of discovery and connections. Now, here's your host, Katherine Potter. Hello, everyone. My name is Katherine Potter, and I'd like to welcome you to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. For those of you who are new to the show, each week we explore topics that support a holistic approach to life and the idea that everything is interconnected and in relationship. This week, we are going to explore the relationship between the mental, physical, and emotional bodies and how it is possible to use dream work and meditation to heal, renew, and create a gateway to discover our multi-layered essential nature. My guest is author Pearl Gregor, and we are going to talk about dreams, healing, balancing masculine feminine energy, and the sacred feminine. So Pearl is an author and has degrees in education from the University of Alberta and a doctorate from the, from the University of BC. She's been very involved in spirituality, dream work, the labyrinth, women's circles, and in particular has studied dream intensive work, archetypal dreaming, and um, has Reiki, your degrees in Reiki too. So welcome, Pearl, to the show. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you for asking. Yes. So the first thing I always like to do is to find out what called you to this. What, what, what experience or challenges brought you to using dreams as a healing tool? I came to dreams through utter desperation. I was 43 years old, having lived with clinical depression for many, many years. Uh, as I recall, my first nightmares began when I was about nine years old. That scarred face in nightmares chased me and I ran and fell off whatever mountains and out of nothing for all of those many, many years. I am Roman Catholic by background, by, by birth, by tribe, I guess you would say. So my mother had given me a card from St. Dymphnia, who is the patron saint of mental illness. I had prayed for all of my life. I had gone to church. I had done all the right things, and I was still depressed. Mm-hmm. And so did you, uh, you also, I'm going to assume you also worked with depression in, in Western-based medicine also? I certainly did. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I saw my first uh, psychologist I suppose I was 16 I had a nervous breakdown as they called it then I was at uh, Midnapore in a in a Lacombe private girls school where I had gone to study music and voice because I come my dad was a musician and I was a singer and I was going to to pursue that career I was there about three weeks when I became desperately ill when my brother came to pick me up sister superior said to him well, at least one of you is normal uh, I had been fainting in mass and, you know, causing, so I mean, I had, I was on phenobarbital at that that stage from doctors. By the time I was 19, I was seeing a psychologist. I don't recall exactly when I saw my first psychiatrist, but it was when I began to hear voices somewhere in the 80s. 
um, it was a desperately trying time. And as as for most people who are very depressed, we're very good at secrets. Mm-hmm. We have a really strong persona, to use a dream work term. And we're able to fool all of the people most of the time. Well, because as an adult, you were also teaching and had, you know, were... I was hearing these voices... And I was vice principal of a a 600-student school in Leduc, Alberta. Hmm. And I taught junior high one class a day. I was teaching that class one day, and I was between medications because the voices were breaking through, and the psychiatrist was going to, I had to be off for two weeks Mm -hmm. before he could assign a new 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 prescription. So I was teaching my class, or so I thought, at the end of the class, some of the students came to me and they said, um, uh, Mrs. Greger, uh, can we talk to you? I said, oh, certainly, what do you need? Oh, no, they said, it's not us, it's you. We think you're sick. Okay. You usually make sense, and today you didn't make any sense at all. Okay. We think you should go home. Wow, well... Pretty delightful students, wouldn't Pretty you say? Pretty delightful students, and certainly um, a catalyst for you. That was that. The real catalyst came even a few years later. Hmm. Um, in the spring of 1988, I was desperate, very, very desperate. My girlfriend said, "Come, we've got to do something different. You've been doing the same thing, and it's not working. It's not working. Let's mm-hmm. try something different." Mm-hmm. I went to the teachings of the inner Christ and I learned to meditate. Okay. And all very interesting things began to happen. I found, uh, was given the name of my Christ self, which was Aaron, and I continued to meditate and miracles, I call them miracles because they're what's always been there. Starting to see what's always been there is my definition mm-hmm. of a miracle. I was meditating on the front step of my home, farm home, one morning because I was feeling terrible. Depression does things to the body. It's not just the mind. Mm-hmm. And you often I was unable to move, like physically very, very, found it hard to move. And the entire mugle pine lit up in front of me, and that's the cover of my front, my first book. And I was given this energy, if you've had what I call a download, download, I guess, in today's world, and I turned blue, Hmm. and translucent blue light poured through my body in that meditation, and I was given a whole jolt of energy. I went back in and did all the chores of a housewife on a Saturday morning, and a woman who teaches all week. Wow, that's amazing. It was amazing. So then, what led you? So then, when did the dream work? The dreams came later. About that was April. I continued to meditate, and I began to keep a journal. And so, did you notice? With I mean, I'm a long-term meditator, and so I think it's got so many benefits. Did you notice relatively quick? Um, um, that I, meditation was helping, or oh, absolutely, because it it enabled me to clear my mind for periods of time. And not to feel so fuzzy uh, and, and to have these moments and sometimes only moments, but sometimes days of relief, of just feeling lighter. Um, 
I became, I did because when I meditated a lot, when you begin to have results, you sometimes go, I suppose, a bit overboard. Yes, yeah. And I know later studying the, the deep psychology of all of this, I realized that I was very close to the brink of what might be called a psychotic break. Because anything needs to be used in moderation, moderation. and you need time to assimilate even doing things like meditation. I was doing this on my, basically on my Without a tea, okay. Without a, I had a guide, as in, which I found in my dreams later on. I did end up in hospital that that August for quite a period of time, dehydrated, bleeding from the bowel, and unloading in every direction from every orifice. Okay. If you get my meaning. That's very visual. <laughs> yeah, very visual. And um, so I, my husband insisted I go into the, now I'm pretty tired of doctors by this time. I'm mm-hmm. 43, I'm mm-hmm. really tired of doctors, and I'm refusing to go, and he's he just, God bless him, is insistent. So when I come out of there, it took quite a while. By then, my family thought I was getting into the occult. Meditation okay. in, 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 yes. in Catholic circles yes. at that point in time. Remember, at we're that 31 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Was not. Well, it was very yeah. popular with the Benedictines. Yeah. And I read John Mean, so I knew I was on good ground. Mm-hmm. However, I got a box of books from a sister, beloved sister-in-law. One of those box of books said I could ask for a dream. It was called A Christian Approach to Dream Work. And so that's how you started, by reading a book. I read a book. It said I could ask for a dream, and I did. Okay. And I got one. And interestingly enough, that's one of the things you can do with dream work, is you have a particular problem or you're looking for some type of insight, is you can ask for a dream. And lo and behold, our dreamer will... Give us a dream. Give us a dream. All right. So that dream has really, unknown to me then, but well known to me now, guided the rest of my life to this point and guides me still. Did you want to share that dream? I would be delighted to share that dream. I... And this then ended up as you find uh, as you find it. This and this was also then a catalyst. You actually went and studied dream work, didn't you? I I did. I, I that dream came December eleventh, nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, and so, so this is the dream you asked for. Yes. So listeners, really important to write your dreams after, which we've heard from other dream workers, so that you don't end up. Making, you know, the conscious mind doesn't try and put logical things in. So please, yes. The landing. I am in an elevator in the Harley Court building where my office is on the seventh floor. There are several other people, mostly women, with me. I do not recognize any of them. The door closes and the elevator begins to fall. It falls and falls endlessly and everyone begins to scream and yell in panic. Silently I pray over and over, Jesus make it safe, while out loud I repeatedly assure the others that everything is fine. After what seems like hours, the elevator gently lands. The landing is the clearest aspect of the dream. Ever gentle, softly, the elevator came to a halt, bouncing like a child in huge feather pillows or lamb's wool. Now, 
you have to understand at that point in time, all I have, all I know about dreams has come from this book mm-hmm. and my desperation to, to do something that will bring an end to the clinical depression. So you woke up, you wrote the right the dream down. I mean, that's a very powerful dream. And you had asked for a dream, which is interesting that you would get that one. I mean, even without someone doing dream interpretation, that is just speaking all over the place. And then then you that is what um, motivated you to go and study more about dreams. No, oh no, this is a there's a lot of time that goes by with mm-hmm. I'm not done with clinical depression yet. Oh, well and I don't think <laughs> I didn't think it was just like, oh you had a dream and no. you were done. You yeah. were done. So there were huge highlights. January second I had a vision to do with sunflowers, yeah. and a voice that said, the endurance run is over. Mm-hmm. February 7th, I attended a charismatic conference, yeah. and that was prayed over, and the huge insult was healed, with the words of the lady. Then in another meditation with two friends, I was given to understand the roots of my clinical depression were in being having been molested as a pre-verbal child. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know much of Catholicism, you understand the rules around purity, and a small child doesn't understand much of anything other than that I had been harmed. That propelled that depression until I was 43, but it disappeared that night. As a woman, my menstrual cycle went normal. At the next cycle, I had never in my life had a normal menstrual cycle. So in my world, that's the body healing. Mm-hmm. Huge psychic healing body mind and soul Mm -hmm. so to unpack that took me well there were seven years then of intense dream work very intense dream work and then that brought us to 1996 then life took some dramatic turns with a lot of deaths in my family my my dad father died in 1990 my one brother in 1997 etc etc and plus I'm a consultant at that time with Alberta Education. So you're still working as you're processing and going through mm-hmm. your healing. But I find it interesting that with some of these breakthroughs, you began to notice a change within the physical body, Absolutely. which again, all mental, emotional, physical, it's all interconnected, right? Very but much. as you unplugged and opened up and understood the root of um, you know, when depression or heaviness or isolation or any of that, that's very powerful that you yeah. began to, when I say quickly, I know it wasn't quick, but that you began to, in a very tangible way, yeah. um, saw what could happen when we unkink. And, and I mean, I, I did do many, many things over those years. I attended Women's Circle with a, yes. with a transpersonal psychologist um, by the name of Kate Harling out of California. She came to Alberta four times a year. I did yoga with, with Beth. Uh, Beth has been on your show talking about her new book, Awakening Sleeping Beauty. Um, I awakened. And you're awakening body, soul, and mind. Of course. And they're all interconnected. All of them. So we are just getting ready to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, learn more about Pearl's journey through um, depression and but how she used not just dream work, but dream work, meditation and 
a variety of modalities to uh, help her, not just, it was more than recover, right? It was to discover yourself. It really was. So stay tuned and we will be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to CatherinePotter.ca. That's CatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am talking to Pearl Gregor, and we've been talking about her journey um, through depression, clinical depression that started when she was younger, went through her 40s, correct? And how through meditation, um, dream work, and what I'm really hearing is embracing your more mystical nature, right? And of course, beginning to speak out and, and be truthful and say what you know, took place with you. So let's go there for a moment. You have written three books or your third is just about to be published? The third will come out probably late November. And all of them were your journey um, with dream work and, correct? So yes, say sir. a little bit about that. Well, in book one, I, the woman planted the tree, a journey through dreams to the feminine. From that first dream that I shared, the landing, uh, Sylvia Pereira writes, uh, she's a, a Jungian psychologist. She wrote a book called The Descent to the Goddess, which I read in 1988. And it is dreams and Inanna, the myth of Inanna. And I began to understand slowly, slowly, slowly that this was a dream from that pre-Christian era of Inanna where we fall and we have to take the descent. Yes. And many people resist the descent 
I was praying at this time and just imagining that I would leap off the cliff and go wherever I had to go. Mm-hmm. And I went. Mm-hmm. And I landed. So the landing becomes, that's the word I always remember whenever I think around this. So this is, this is I, the woman planted the tree, comes from the poetry of Inanna. All right. And, and, and Hedwana, who mm-hmm. wrote her story, and Arishkagel, the queen of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Some of the dreams have me stripped and hung from a pig, mm-hmm. um, boiled in a cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a descent. It's a dismemberment process because you are letting go of the seven parts of the ego. Yes. And becoming an entirely, as we say in Christianity all the time, a new person. But we really don't know what that means. We don't know what that means because you need to go through the process of stripping away and stripping away until only truth is left. Until only truth is left. Yes. And it's interesting that I am on the seventh floor. Mm -hmm. My office was really on the eighth floor Mm -hmm. in that dream. The seven, it will take me seven years Mm-hmm. And in the seventh year, I will conclude the actual intense journey and resurface, but only through, believe it or not, an incest dream, which most people won't talk about. Yes. But it's symbolic. Dreams are symbolism. That's all they are, is symbolism. symbolic. Yes. So if you think about incest, that is the integration of the masculine and the feminine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I was horrified with that dream until I managed to read Pereira and several of Jung's work around incest dreams. It's like, well, thank goodness for small mercies. Because, of course, it's not true, but often people think dreams are real, like literal. They're not. They're not literal. They're no. not literal at all. Although 2% of them, they say, will we'll tell you prophetic dream. I've had one or two of those. Yeah. But they're not the important ones. They'll tell you where to find something. Mm-hmm. But really, that's how to heal clinical well, depression. Well, dreams are a symbolic language. One. Yes. They're a symbolic language. And they are the language. language of the soul. It is like the language of the soul, yes. Right. So that's one book. And the second book comes is called um, Authoring Self because you are rewriting yourself. Mm-hmm. And that begins in New York in 1991 when I did go to a DreamWork Intensive with three people, uh, I won't remember the third gentleman's name for some bizarre reason, but Father John Rich was at Mary Knoll Center. He was a, a, a therapist and a priest. And I met children there from Nicaragua, children, people who'd come out of the horrors of war and were working there with, with, the, with the lay people. Hmm. And they were in Mary Knoll Center. And, and Sister Sylvia, who taught transpersonal psychology and I don't know if your readers are familiar with transpersonal psychology but you it is using Jung's active imagination in a big way mm-hmm. it is writing poetry it is all of the expressive arts that you would use in dream work mm-hmm. so I learned to draw my dreams mm-hmm. I learned to look at the dreams from four directions either left hand both left hand drawing and right hand drawing so in, in authoring self, I was literally taking my, let it, myself was being taken apart, dismembered, and put back together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I have had people say, well, it's, it's pretty heavy. I'm going, yep, yeah, you, you should have been there. 
<laughs> yes, you should have been there because it's real. It You're real. saying this was not some whimsical. Hey, I'm going to go and study. It, you you were in pain and. It took you time to come out. You have to integrate all of this. Yes. This is astonishing. Mm-hmm. To have your menstrual cycle go to normal, to 28 days, when from the age of 15 to 43, it's been a week, a month, six months, two months, seven days, whatever. Completely erratic. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it. This is the whole thing. Of course, when we unkink what's kinked in us, our body knows how to do what it's supposed to do. It does know how but to do But until we're able to get to, you know, the root of, what is the root of? You know, we often talk about, you know, surface things about illnesses, but what's the root? Where did the kink happen? Sometimes it'll happen in our generation. Sometimes it's one we've inherited. And so things like dream work are brilliant for getting us in sync with ourselves enough to see our truth. And that's what I'm hearing you say, Pearl. You just wanted so badly to to heal and to be able to speak your truth and be your truth. And it takes tremendous courage. Thank you. I, I The man who did the structural editing for my book um, calls it a guide to the future that many, 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 many people will take this descent, but it will be shortened by those of us who, who, who've gone first, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, in, in New York, I, I learned a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and also then moving on, the third book is The Cauldron of the Feminine. Mm-hmm. Now, The Cauldron of the Feminine is, well, cauldrons are, have a, a long background. They in, certainly in women's do. History, yes. They have a long background. Yes. And so that cauldron became a very, very important because we're mixing and we're brewing and we're changing, but something different comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something vastly different comes yes. out of that cauldron. And yes, we can still focus on the witch burnings and all that, which of course has a, a slant into the cauldron. Mm-hmm. But that cauldron is that distillation process that we need to undergo in order to come out whole. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it's going to be this, the same for everyone, not even close. I think everyone takes their own journey. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that the descent to Anana, the work with Anana, I, I now know folks who work with Anana energy with cancer patients. Can I pause you for yes. a second? Because... I think probably many listeners do not know who Inanna is. Can you ah. just tell them? Well, Inanna, can I just quickly grab something sure. here? Sure. It, it, uh, Inanna is an ancient pre-patriarchal myth. And she descended, she went on a visit. She, went, she thought she would go to the underworld to visit her sister whose husband had just passed away. Well, her sister was the goddess of the underworld. Now, remember, this is mythological. Yes, yes. And so the descent to Inanna is, she she takes this descent in her later years, midlife, I'm mm-hmm. going to say, midlife women, if I'm looking at it symbolically, mm-hmm. after she has attained her bed and her throne. Hmm. Now, you think about those two words, throne meaning your, your queenship, Inanna is the queen of heaven. Yes. 
and her bed being the recreation or the transformative aspect, she's reached that stage. So now she's off to see her sister, Arishka Gal, who has been raped. And that is a patriarchal kind of thing. And Anna, put, and Anna puts her ear to the ground. Ear to the ground in mythology is she can now hear her wisdom. Mm-hmm. So she spends, she must lose all of her ceremonial jewelry. She passes through seven gates. I mean, she can read my books. and I haven't identified gates per se, but I can certainly tell you the steps down the way. Well, and and those seven, the seven veils and the seven gates, they show up in show up in metaphysical many, teachings, many, many mystical times. teachings. Yes, very very important. I think for dream work is that Inanna's um, helper, her nurse, her companion, Ninshabar. Now, you stay on the surface, Ninshabar, and if I'm gone for, for too long, you send someone to find me. I say to people I work with in dream work, make sure you take a wisdom figure with you or leave them on the surface so you can come back to where you were. Mm-hmm. I had don't praise. get caught in the don't underworld. Don't get caught in the underworld. Yes. <laughs> and so she gets some help because you're groaning and moaning in the underworld. You're in pain and torture. And there's two little creatures there who help. They're called, like, they're little mud creatures, little flies. And Erexkagal is moaning and groaning in labor. Is that not a woman's? We are laboring to birth the divine feminine here, mm-hmm. women. That's, our, that's what we're having to do. Excellent. So we are about to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the divine feminine and uh, what that means for both men and women because people can get caught up in gender and we have both male and female energies within us and so stay tuned when we come back we're going to talk about the divine feminine become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to catherinepotter.ca. That's catherinepotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit catherinepotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit catherinepotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
This is You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now, back to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Catherine Potter on Use the Universe, the Holistic Mind, and I'm talking to Pearl Gregor, and we're talking about her journey um, through depression that opened her up into studying mysticism and dream work as a healing tool and meditation, and we were just about to talk about uh, the sacred or the divine feminine. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, the divine feminine, for my it's a broad, 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 topic, broad concept, is. and it is both present and available to men yes. and women. This is not genderized. We are speaking of the energy of, of wholeness. We're speaking of the energy of life and death. Yes. We're speaking of the energy that creates relationship, mm-hmm. that creates flow and beauty and birth. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as birthing a calf on the farm. When you see a newborn calf, I mean, I have a son who gets so excited every April. Now he's 47 years old. Mm-hmm. He comes in the yard running to see that newborn calf. That is the miracle of life, and it is a miracle of the divine feminine. Actually, the cow goddess is actually turns out to be a symbol of the milk of human kindness. So you tie dreams and the divine feminine in so many different ways. And you do and flow. I got really clear on the divine feminine one day sitting on the bank of the river in Banff, Alberta. And it was early spring, like May 10th or something, and out of the mountains was coming this rushing torrent of water. And now there's a channel there. That's the divine masculine. Mm-hmm. The channel and the flow is the divine feminine, and it is full of dead creatures from winter, rooted up trees, flying down the river. Now imagine when you get to the delta, the rich, rich, rich organics that you will find having been channeled, that divine feminine channeled through the divine masculine all the way to the delta, and you have a rich earth in which to grow things. That's my image of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Together. Working together. Working yes. together. And it does work together. Yes. It's only in our minds we separate it and we make it about males or females. Right. or. But it's, it's. I mean, we see it everywhere in nature. Oh, we see yeah. it in the cosmos. It's, yeah. you know, what different cultures refer to as the Tao or the yin-yang. Or, yeah. Yes. I mean, how... I mean, because I'm I'm born and raised Catholic, the divine feminine, I have a crystal clear dream around, I call it the statue. Mm-hmm. And in that dream, Mother Mary is on the pedestal in her pale blue outfit. Well, now my Mother Mary does not wear pale blue. You just got to know. Yeah. <laughs> she, she just does not wear, any woman who can be at the foot of the cross does not wear pale blue. No, of course not. Okay. So... There's Mother Mary, the Divine Feminine, but a very much reduced Divine Feminine. She falls off that pedestal in the dream. Alabaster, four alabaster pieces lay there, and out of that is this most 
beautiful child, neither boy nor girl, mm. but just a glowing, transcendent child, like an incandescent candle. And it, like it, it is absolutely astonishing that that birth of the divine feminine. Now that was early on in the dream process. Later on, I had a dream. Oh, I think it was October. Tw- I, I date them so I do remember October seventeenth, twenty seventeen. And I was I was doing a lot of meditation with Hildegarda Bingen mm-hmm. as a as a model and a question. Anyway, if you're familiar with Hildegard's Ver- Veritas, the greeting of a soul, it's a very much a take on environmentalism. She wrote many books about healing with trees and healing with minerals in the 11th century, I might add. And so the divine feminine has been with us a very long time. That beautiful child kind of announced to me that I was birthing or giving birth to or becoming aware of my own divine feminine. I like it. Very good dream. You know what? I've got to say, um, and this is a prejudice on my part, a bias on my part. I love uh, this conversation we're having because typically I do not put Catholicism together with dream work and um, mystical teachings. Now, I was born into a Catholic family and went to Catholic schools, but then went in a different direction right. when I could when I was older. And so you know it's and so again, my prejudice, my bias because that's not what I um, was exposed to. But I find it interesting that you know there's many people who are still involved in their religion, but I find it, interesting that you were actually able I'm assuming some of these courses you took were in were they Catholic based? No, not at uh, all univers- Okay, no okay. Um, because But you were talking about being there with a priest Yes, and but there was also a gentleman from the Evangelical Christian Church, okay. Baptist Church there okay. with them his, name, his first name is Randy but his last name escapes me yep. for whatever reason but no, that's been a deep misunderstanding and probably because People attend Sunday, mm-hmm. but they don't. I have read the mystics since I was a small child, mm-hmm. and the mystics probably didn't need to be Catholic, if you know no. what I mean. And they weren't necessarily no. introduced into no. your Sunday teaching. No, they were All not. the cool stuff were not no, introduced no, into your no. Sunday teachings. I have learned a great deal yes. since, and uh, I mean, I am forever blessed with my early upbringing. But it's my early upbringing. I'm now 74. Yes, okay. I live in a far different world. Yes. And it's a world of all oneness. Yes, yes. And and that is, I don't know, I, I, I... it, you cannot leave it all behind because there's a lot of good there. It's like there's a rich delta, but if all you're looking at are the broken trees, yes, you're not getting to the delta. You're not getting to the delta, exactly. So... Um, and... Okay, so I interrupted you because I I thought this is, I, I like, I think you found a way to integrate your previous teachings, your um, Catholic upbringing, and just really embrace the heart and soul of what it is as opposed to what sometimes it I becomes. I find it interesting, Catherine, that many of the people who are reading my books are those who are either on the cusp of leaving organized religion, whatever kind it may be, 
Catholic, evangelical, yeah. well, it doesn't seem to matter, yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Um, they're reading my books and finding the, through the dream work, the road to expanding their consciousness or expanding their understanding of the yes. oneness of the universe that we all live in. Yes, which is when we take away all the barriers that sometimes defining yeah. ourselves as a particular religion yeah. or not or atheist yeah. or agnostic or any of that when we take away all the barriers yeah. that's the truth yes. so there's another truth right where and if you read yeah. women who run with the wolves yes. Clarissa Pinkle yes. yes or read her book around all of the various incarnations of the divine feminine mm-hmm. um, it's not going to come to me right now the name of that book mm-hmm. but we have missed so much of the rich richness of spirituality. Yes. I define yes. spirituality as coming to believe for yourself or being your own authority. Yes. 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 Religion is believing someone else's truth. Yes. Spirituality oh, well said. is believing yes. Yes. Truth, my own truth. Yes. And becoming something becoming as opposed something. to looking for yeah. something external. Yeah. Hildegard mm-hmm. of Bingen has a very famous quote. It says, we cannot live in a world that is not our own. Mm-hmm. In a world that is interpreted for us by others. An interpreted world is not a home. Part of the terror is to take back our own listening, to use our own voice to see our own light. Very nice. Very true. Very, very, very true. true. And like, And as I said, she was writing... From 1098 to 1179, she was telling popes where it was at. They weren't listening, but she was telling them nonetheless. I like how you say that. She was telling popes where it was at, and yeah. they were not listening. No, they listen. <laughs> but, and interesting where you talk about some of her writings really address environmental issues. Absolutely. Right, because when, mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. yes, oh, I love it. She was a mathematician, for heaven's sakes. Yes. A polymath. Yes. So we've missed much of our rich women's history is what we've really missed out on. We have. And so, again, I want to say to listeners, this impacts us, whether we're male or female, that when then when part of our history is not there, you know, we have, we become fragmented. Yeah. Right. And so um, we hear so much about, you know, feminism and that, but it's really about us becoming healthier no matter our gender. When I I look at my life, I have six brothers, six grandsons, Mm -hmm. two sons. Yes. I live in a very masculine world in lots of ways. My big challenge was to overcome that rigidity of what hyper what I would call hyper masculine and to be the to be an independent woman often got mixed up with being a very poor man. Yes. Oh brilliant. All right. We are about once again to go to break. And uh, when we come back, maybe you're going to give our listeners just a few tips to help them become seduced by the world of dreams, right? Because we want to become seduced by the world of dreams. Your dreamer, your intuition has so much insight for you. So stay tuned. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to catherinepotter.ca. That's catherinepotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to Pearl Gregor, and she is going to give the listeners some little tidbits on how to, if you haven't worked with dreams, but how to begin to get involved in the world of dreams. Um, so, Pearl, what what would what would you? I, I had a little bit of a list, and you were talking about how, for example, for people to remember their dreams. I think you're going to tell them to write them down. What I'm going to say to them is. Get, a, get your journal. Yeah. You. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. It can be yeah. a scribbler from the dime store. Yeah. And a pen. Yeah. Or I'm hearing the modern people are now using the voice messaging on their phones. It all works. It all works. Mm-hmm. So that you are prepared and you're, you're, you know within yourself that you're ready to remember a dream. Put that beside your bed. Yes. Yeah. When you wake up at 2.11 and you've just had this dream, write it down. Now, you don't need to write every last detail, but get a half a dozen key words. The essence of it. The essence of that dream. Because many, many people say, well, I dream, but I don't remember. That will help you to remember. Get a few tidbits, and in the morning, wake up slowly. And if you possibly can, wake up without an alarm. Of course, many of us are off to work. That doesn't work so well. Saturday morning, if you're not setting the alarm, you have a better chance. Yes. And wake up, roll over and think, go back through your night. Even if you're bringing forth like how you feel when you're waking up, right? Yeah. That can be a fragment and of a you know, dream. The interesting thing for me was I sometimes got in the shower and then a song would come. And I would think, what was I dreaming? And that song would trigger a dream. Oh, I like it. And so you mentioned 
um, working with nouns and word association. What do you mean by well, that? Give if, us an example, if I'll, you would. If you go back to the first dream I read to you, the landing. Yep. I'm in an elevator. Yep. Well, let's look at the symbolism of elevators. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do elevators do? Mm-hmm. They go up and they go down. Now, this elevator falls and falls and falls endlessly. So, it didn't it didn't come back up. So, I'm that tells me symbolically if I'm into dreams, yes, that I'm about to take a descent. Yes. The good news is in the bottom line. I landed. I landed. I noticed that when you read your dream, you landed. I landed. Yes. Yes. So that's one. Another one is let's just look at lamb's wool. Yes. Or chicken feathers. Yeah. Those are symbolic of, of, of what? Organics, mm-hmm. of earth, of, well, earthiness. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've just come to understand that when I, a child in huge feather pillows or lamb's wool is the land of the mothers. Mm, interesting. The land of the fathers in Harley Court, in the office, in my intellect. Mm-hmm. The office very often means your intellect. Okay. So you're looking at those nouns and you're trying to look deeper than, well, I'm just smart or not smart. No. What is the intellect? If it's controlling your life, you're not you're not working with body and soul. Well, it's not integrated. It's we need not our integrated. intellect, but we want it integrated. So with this our, dream yeah. is taking me to you know to bring the things together. Yes. So the nouns and and looking at the whole dream as a as a story. Okay. So what do you mean by that? Well, looking if I write this as a story, I I get in an elevator. It's the sacred seven. So I'm unpacking each noun as I go along, and I'm writing a symbolic story. Yes. yes. Or in artwork, I can draw this dream with my left hand, my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Everybody says, well, it won't be very pretty. I'm not asking for pretty. I'm asking to draw the dream with your left hand. Turn your paper over, draw with your right hand. Now, turn your page in four directions and see the symbols. Get out of your literal mind. Go into your right brain. Your See what symbolism, what images come to you. And use your imagination. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. Of, and please, would you just leave the dream dictionary somewhere? Mm-hmm. I, I have places I would put it. <laughs> they involve fires. Mm-hmm. But because they stop more good ideas than anything else. Well, because... It will mean something to me. Will mean different than and what it might mean. You cannot live in an, yeah. a world interpreted by others. Yes. Interpret yes. your own world. It's your dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I teach when I well, one of the things I teach is if you have a, a trusted partner, have them repeat back to you. If this were my dream, the elevator might mean. Well, you listen mm-hmm. and listen carefully because there might be a hint in there. You don't accept anything that doesn't go ping, ping, ping in your, you know, you, when you get the ping and mm-hmm. the zing in your mm-hmm. body and you, aha. Uh-huh. Yes. A trusted friend and a trusted listener who won't say, well, it means this or that, but mm-hmm. will be open and leave that dream open. This dream is still open and it's 31 years old. Oh, I like it. So it becomes an ongoing. On, it's yeah. dreaming you. And you can create with it. Yeah. So. 
Pearl, our time has gone so quickly, and I want to make sure that I give people the contact information right. for you. And so your website is called dreamsalongtheway.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And then you're also on YouTube if they want to. Uh, sorry, no, not YouTube. I don't know why I keep um, Facebook. Facebook. And so people can like you on Facebook. And then your email address is P-E-C-G-R-E-G-O-R at gmail.com. So people have different ways to reach you. And then you also um, have your books listed on there so they can find out how to get them. Uh, And your dream workshops are listed on there. And so are there any books that you would recommend? I would recommend uh, depending on your background, I mean, yep. uh, because I can't know all backgrounds. Yep. I I do think that a Christian approach to dream work is where I started. Today, I don't go to that book at all because it's too confining. Yes. However, many people have a Christian background. That's a great place to start. And the name of the book? It is um, spirituality and a Christian approach to dream work. It's written by Savory. S A V A R Y. And is there another book you'd like to recommend? I would recommend um, Sylvia Pereira, P-E-R-R-A, Pereira, and she wrote The Descent to the Goddess, and she deals, she's a psychoanalyst and deals with dreams and the myth of Anana. So those are two, and in the back of my books, there is a great long reference list. One of my friends said, how... In the name of heaven, did you read all those books while you were teaching full-time? And I said, it helps to be an insomniac. (laughs) There you go. Well, Pearl, I want to thank you so much for coming and sharing all your wisdom. I know we only scratched the surface, and you have so much more to share. So thank you for taking the time and sharing with our listeners. Thank you very much, Catherine. Uh, So, for everybody, my next guest is author and medium Sharon Farber, and we will explore life after death and the world of mediumship. So this week, ponder the wise words of Rumi as well as the wonderful wise things that Pearl shared. And yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Maybe we might start that by paying attention to the wisdom within. Thank you for tuning into You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. Enjoy your week. Stay centered and clear. Thank you for listening this week. Please join your host, Catherine Potter, for another edition of You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind, next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.